You're listening to the 10-Minute Podcast Challenge that will prove every place is the same. Welcome your host, the irreverent, the cosmopolitan, the wicked, Daniela Vlaskalik. Hello, and welcome to Every Place is the Same. I am excited to welcome my guest, Natasha Lovato. Hi there, Daniela. How are you? I'm really well. Now, Natasha... You lived for a time in Arezzo, Italy, and you have also worked and spent some time in Yellowknife in the Northwest Territories in Canada. Is that right? Yes, it is. Quite the um, uh, opposites, I think. So you wouldn't say that Arezzo or Yellowknife are the same? Well, uh, I guess not, not thinking of it right now, no, I wouldn't. You would say that they were different? Yes, of course. Well, today on Every Place is the Same, we are going to prove that Arezzo, Italy and Yellowknife in the Northwest Territories in Canada are the same. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, I'll be very surprised if you can get to that point. So tell me about Arezzo, Italy. What does it smell like? What does it look like? Well, Arezzo is this beautiful medieval Italian town that's been through um, a number of uh, growth and change over the uh, uh, Italian history. It's been part of one family or another family, fought over, loved in, and grown uh, beautiful medieval walls. You walk through the streets and you get this beautiful smell in the morning of espresso and cornetti as you're going to you know, your either work or shop or school. And then in the afternoon, you're getting that lovely after uh, evening cocktail hour, the aperitivo, you get some friends together, you're having a great time, there's lots of loud noise, but also it's very nice and jovial, you can join groups, it's exciting. And then you make your way drunkenly home, and before you know it, it's the next morning and you're starting all over again. And you spend time in Yellowknife. Yes. Describe um, Yellowknife. Okay. Well, Yellowknife has its own actually really interesting culture um, because anyone who lives in Yellowknife, there are very few who actually were born in Yellowknife. Most people are what they call either southerners who've transferred north or who have people and or and are people who have uh, chosen to live in Yellowknife. Um, lots of government workers and of course because it's a hub town for all that beautiful northern mining that's happening, Canadian diamonds that are ethically mined primary industries up there also there's the oil exploration etc that it really means that people who are there really want to be there but it's also still got that bit of um, that gold rush fever to it it has um, uh, well it's kind of a it's a weird mix yellow knife of both um, I guess all these people who have come to it in uh, probably in the last 50 to 60 years for this new new primary resource work government workers First Nations people, Inu up there, and then as well, um, this old history that it really brings you back, that old days of, of people rushing up there to make their fortunes. Would you say that there are Southerners who live in Arezzo? Oh, certainly. I was one for a while. <laughs> but also, there are, I say some of the best restaurants in Arezzo will be run by Southerners. In fact, one of my favorites there is Da Guido, and it turns out, having been there a few times and talked to the restaurant owner and his daughter, who's one of the waitresses, and it turns out that they are from Calabria. So there's a sense of being from somewhere else there in Arezzo, in the south, and in the Northwest Territories, a sense of being from somewhere else. Uh, yes, yeah, I'd say there is some of that feeling, um, but I think 
that in Yellowknife, even though you're from somewhere else, there's more of an acceptance that because everybody's there, because they want to be there, um, and because they're there for some you know, exciting reason, like they're you know um, in the exploration, that that they are uh, they they help help each other more probably. Okay, so would you say that people help each other out in Arezzo, Italy? The Arezzo I experienced, which may not be everybody's Arezzo, um, that there is a, a, an expatriate community there. So basically all of us, lots of North Americans, lots of Brits that are there, that are living in the Tuscan countryside uh, and, and or living in Arezzo, that there really is, once they hear your accent, they know right away you're not from the area, that they'll try to tend to help guide you into sort of here's a little nuances of how to live in So you Arezzo. can find a community in Arezzo and you can certainly find a community in Yellowknife. Yes, you That sorry. would accept you. And, and and show you the ropes. Yeah, I think you. Yeah, you can if you're open enough to uh, to put yourself out there. Yes, you certainly can. So if I was out with you, we were in Arezzo. I was within your community of friends. Where would you take me for a coffee? Wow. Well, there's so many choices in Arezzo. Of course, like every Italian town, especially one that's as old as Arezzo, there's a beautiful corso, which means the walk. And so and all the little boutiques are there, open shops, cafes, restaurants, and especially I would take you sort of around the 7 o'clock-ish time frame. I want the best. The take best. me to okay. the best. The best. I would say I would take you to, ah, screw the coffee. I would say we go straight to, we could do Cafe Martini. Actually, Martini Bar, as most of us call it. And it is the place to be seen and to see everybody and everything in Arezzo. It has the best aperitivo bar. Like, literally, you will buy your drink, and then they will serve it to you on a beautiful little platter. And then they will open it up. Go ahead and please have any of our aperitivi that are waiting for you there. Lovely little noshes. It's a great... What coffee? What I have? What would oh, I order? Boy, uh, I think one of the favorite ones was a oh a Negroni was always a big favorite. Um, all of us sort of tended to have that as our first start to the evening. For our listeners who might not know what a Negroni is, break it down for me. So equal parts gin, sweet vermouth, and Campari, my favorite. If I'm feeling a little bit chilly, or I need a little warm up. I'm in Yellowknife. Where are your friends and you going to take me? Wow. We are probably going to go for probably the best fish and chips you're going to have. What would I be drinking? Ah, what would you be drinking? Boy, anything with high proof of alcohol. (laughs) Higher than a Negroni? Oh, I'd say probably could give it run for its money. Yes, um, because it's very cold up there, and everybody needs something that's a little bit bright to, to drink and a little bit to get the blood flowing, that you would definitely have something with vodka in it. You would definitely have something with uh, potentially a nice citrus taste to it. Uh, it could be... A f- twist of orange, perhaps? A twist... Yeah, that, yeah, I would say, yes. How about a cosmopolitan? Oh, always a favorite. You picked my favorite drink right there. Roberto Benini. Ah, uh, yes. It, Italy's probably uh, favorite child who's had some good times and some uh, sometimes getting himself into trouble times in Italy, but always a very beloved character in Italy. Arezzo's favorite son? Ah, uh, yes, you've got it. Roberto spent uh, his misspent youth in Arezzo. Margot Kidder. Okay. <laughs> trying to figure out how that clues in, but 
Margot Kidder, let's say, uh, Superman's girlfriend. Um, <laughs> Lois Lane. <laughs> Lois Lane, that's right. From Yellowknife. Ah, I did not know that. There you go. Knew she spent some time, I guess, in the Fortress of Solitude at some point, yes. And that would be a good uh, pick for someone who spent and lived in Yellowknife. So would you compare the Fortress of Solitude to Yellowknife? Yes, I probably would say that. If you really wanted to be alone, that's certainly the place where you could be alone. In Yellowknife. In Yellowknife. What if you wanted to be with friends? If you wanted to be with friends... Boy, uh, you would head out to, if you're adventurous, to the Wildcat Cafe. It is the oldest bar. It is still an old prospector bar in Yellowknife. It has a pre-ramshackle look to it. (laughs) So it does look like old prospectors would have hitched their uh, horses or mules or whatever to it when they got into town to get their first drinks with, I guess, what they would have called civilization. What about the oldest bar in Arezzo? Ah, the oldest bar in Arezzo. Hmm. You probably would go to, and I think it was called Il Portico in Arezzo. Festivals. Ah. Well, let's see. Yellowknife has the Festival of the Midnight Sun. So they have, of course, with nothing much to do uh, for months of the year where it's quite dark all day long, they do have a tendency to uh, celebrate any particular event with as much joviality as they possibly can. And in fact, they do have a great sense of humor is that you'll see in part of the older parts of Yellowknife, houses that are painted bright pink and bright yellow and bright blue. Do people in Abrezzo have a good sense of humor? Yes, well, Roberto Benigni, one of his, their favorite sons, of course, has uh, is a great example of Tuscan humor. They do like to enjoy themselves. There is is always something going on every night. There are much like the Midnight Sun. Yes, I guess there would be. Yes, if it's night all the time, there's always time to party up in Yellowknife. Snow King Winter Festival, ice sculpture contest. Wow. Well, I know that it is a highly um, anticipated event every year in Yellowknife, and everybody gets out their sharpest um, knives and, of course, their most imaginative uh, thoughts for it. The Saracen Joust Medieval Festival. Yes, very um, excited and anticipated event. Um, yes, there is jousting. There are people on horses. There is lots of dress-up for those who love the dress-up. And um, How does jousting work? Well, not that I've jousted myself, <laughs> but could put that on the bucket list. Um, it is essentially two riders dressed in, I guess, a protective equipment like knights, very similar to, will take their long poles and um, so try sharp, to... A sharp tool. Definitely sharp tools, yes. Um, with the intent of toppling over their opponent as they're riding up towards each other. So if you were in the ice sculpture contest in Yellowknife, you would need a sharp tool to topple that ice into the formation that you want it to be. Yes, I would think, yes, you would have a sharp tool. I don't know if it would want to be eight feet long, but yes, it would be pretty sharp. Aurora Borealis. Beautiful. Yes, one of the things that definitely would be a a to-do on your to-do list in Yellowknife. So um, it is this stunning light show that happens in the the fall and winter of uh, the Arctic that is not to be missed something that um, a lot of people tend to run up there. And in fact, when I was up there that last time, there was this young couple that was there, um, 
tourists from Japan. They're newly married, and their honeymoon was to travel up to Yellowknife, to spend time in the wilderness, and to ideally conceive under the aurora borealis. Under the Arctic sky, under the Tuscan sun, great places to conceive. <laughs> I, uh, well, I would probably say yes. Natasha, I want to thank you for being an amazing guest. Whether you're from somewhere else, searching for a sense of community, whether you're interested in festivals that involve sharp tools, or you're just in the mood for a great pick-me-up, a Negroni, or a Cosmo, or looking for that perfect place to conceive, I think that you have helped us prove that Arezzo, Italy, and Yellowknife in the Northwest Territories of Canada are the same. You just listened to Every Place is the Same, hosted by Daniela Vlaskalik and produced by Drumcast Productions. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Every Place is the Same. Until the next time, enjoy your travels. 